looking at the age of us here, many of us know, all of us remember a fighter, Muhammad Ali, who famously once said, the man who looks at life at 50 in the same way he did at 20 has wasted 30 years of his life. Now that hits my, my ears fairly hard. I mean, we all have our own lives to live, full of those ups and downs that no one really understands on this side of the veil. And yet, despite the hardness of Ali's comment, I do understand it in the way that I hope he meant it when he said it. I understand it in the way that it reflects my own faith journey. Now, as many of you know, I became a Christian at 12. I remember a time when I was not a member of the house of God. And so the first real test, I mean the first real test of my faith came shortly thereafter when I was in high school when a friend of mine tangled with a freight train hauling coal through the next town over. So that was a very hard time in my life. At 14, we all know this, things tend to be fairly black and white. And of course, at that time, I didn't understand a great many theological truths. But all I knew was that Andre didn't make it that night. And I was stunned. And where was God in the middle of all of that? So we're adults here now, and we all know that at 14, life has barely begun. There's so much more that is to come when we look at somebody who is 14 years of age. Many more challenges, many hard nights, questions, begging, answers. Now, all human beings go through this at some point or another. Trouble is no respecter of station or status. This we know. And it's particularly jarring if we're believers. It usually begins with a pet that spends its days loving us and we back, and then things get much, much more adult. So... Do you remember a diocesan priest from ages past? Massio was his name. Perhaps you remember him. On his deathbed, the story goes that he was conversing with one of his friends, and it came up that, you know, there, there isn't just a, a whole lot in the New Testament to grab onto during your last days. And it's said that Massio looked up and said, yeah, but what there is, is more than enough. What there is, is more than enough. These words from an old man and a long-lived priest who had seen all that life could throw at him and the people in his own churches. And I believe there must be two ways to survive as a tenured priest who has seen much in life. The first is to be the one who 
moves away from trouble as soon as possible so as to not get entangled. And the second is to move towards whatever is coming, hanging on to the crag that is our rock and our salvation. Now, I don't know this, but by all accounts, Father Massio was of the latter sort. To be sure, he may not have been everyone's cup of tea, but over and over again, the stories float through this diocese, confirm that when trouble was close, Massio was right there, as near to the person as that person would allow. So all this to say is that we don't make it very far in life without darkness. We don't like it. We don't want it. We don't seek it. But just what I have observed is that the dark of life is what has the most profound effect on us. You may disagree, and that's okay. For me, I don't know why it has to be like this. But trouble is what draw new boundaries for many of us. And these boundaries come through struggle and fright, sweat and worry. We seem to be shaped through these encounters and woe to anyone who does not have at least a little trouble in their life. In our reading in Genesis, we have Jacob, the brother of Esau, on the run. I picture Jacob weary and worn by the time we come to him in this reading, hunted by his brother who wishes to kill him, and for good reason in my mind. And yet it's through these trials and events that he has an encounter with the living God, Jacob meets God. Now, Jacob was, frankly, an unsavory character, and yet even so, God showed himself to Jacob. And Jacob comes to himself. Jacob becomes part of the covenant through struggle, through the darkest hours of his life up until that time. And maybe he becomes part of the covenant because of those dark hours. Each of us have these times that forge the direction of our lives, our character, even our faith. And like Massio, we can choose to run away or move towards trouble that has chosen us. We don't always go looking for trouble. Sometimes it just finds us. Now this is a terrible thing to say, but all I know is that when we choose the harder portion, when we move towards it rather than to flee from it, I don't know, it seems easier to see God in the middle of all of that. Now God may not give us the resolution that we want, we need, we crave, we beg for. But this is what I've found. Faithful people are not in this life for the outcome. 
the outcomes that we want. I believe that believers participate in this life the way we participate in this life because we so desire just a little closer walk with Thee. God's glory shows for us in the most peculiar circumstances. And so we are born, reborn, to hold firm. Born to a way of life where we may see God in our joy and in our trouble. And we're encouraged not to give up, never give up. Whether you are hunted like Jacob or meeting challenges like Ali or even sharing in the joys of life, be resolute in the face of it all. Be at peace. Look for God. Take a chance on His great presence in all circumstances. Take your rest in the God of Abraham and Sarah, the God of Jacob and Rebekah, and know that because we grow, because we grow as human beings, we will experience God's saving help differently in every decade of our lives. I hope this is what Muhammad Ali was talking about. We grow and we change and we seek God. But because we grow, God is there for us, saves us differently. Trust in the God of your world. In whatever decade you are in right now, discern how you experience God Almighty. And know that only good things come from He who is our rock and our crag.